Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with our new guest host, Dominic. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me here. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure. And Dominic comes to us with a background in uh, business education and kind of a recent foray sure. in hospitality. So w- yes. what would you say that you're up to these days? Well, I'm um, at the Rector Facilities uh, at De La Salle College. It's a private school in, uh, in Shorno. I've been there for 14 uh, years, 15 mm-hmm. years, maybe. And uh, yes. Like you were saying, the past years uh, I've been I've been investing in uh, in Tulum with uh, some of my partners in um, Airbnb rentals, mm-hmm. especially in Tulum, and uh, it's very exciting. We actually <laughs> uh, finished uh, designing a a new uh, villa with uh, an emerging architect, and uh, it was very exciting. Now we. We are in the phase now where we are transform the. We have to transform dream into reality. <laughs> Sounds good. And we gotta cock the gap. Yeah, for sure. And well, I guess before we get up to there, I'd love to rewind and go back in time and talk a little bit about Dominic as a kid. So, what were you like growing up? What were some early fond childhood memories that you remember? So I, I was born here, but uh, I moved in uh, in Italy when I was uh, uh, four. So I did all my uh, uh, my youth and my studies uh, in Italy, in a small town in South Italy, in okay. uh, Calabria. And uh, as far as I can remember, I was always, uh, at the beginning, I was going counter-current. Basically, I was always on my own. I, uh, I was uh, creative. I was playing with my, uh, playing my toys, uh, watching a lot of TVs. Mm-hmm. Was concerning my parents back then. It was the only thing that they, that they had to concern about. Yeah, and uh, yeah, slowly I started uh, uh, say hanging out more with my siblings. I, I was the oldest. Okay, and playing and um, stuff like that, getting in, uh, into sports and be more uh, social. Uh, actually, I think that uh, maybe being more. Uh, Interverse by myself is what mm. pushed uh, my dad at the age of twelve to uh, to decide that I should enter the uh, workforce mm. in uh, okay. the family restaurant. Okay. Yeah. So technically, I, I kind of was. Uh, I've been always in hospitality. All right. Yes. And um, yeah, when basically when uh, kids my age uh, they were having fun on weekends, uh, holidays, and summer. I was there working and, and serving the uh, clients as a weather uh, waiter. And um, in Italy, I, I don't know if you know that, but uh, high schools, they are specialized. So okay. I did all my high school in uh, business. Hmm. I would have loved to go in uh, to do in the artistic uh, high school. But uh, for the little bubble where I was, it wasn't going nowhere. It, it wasn't useful at all back then. And um, then my dad uh, directed me to the, the business side, which to me was uh, useful at the end. And then uh, when I finished high school, there 
still is um, there is a grade 13. Mm-hmm. So when I was 18, uh, there's the decision uh, between coming here or uh, go to university there. Uh, my dad, of course, he didn't want to lose me. So he convinced me to uh, stay there. But still, <laughs> I went all the way to the opposite. I went all the way in North Italy. And uh, I did the business in Genoa. Right. And uh, it was uh, it was uh, uh, harder than I expected. Mm. Remember, I was coming from a small town in South Italy, but depressed area, going all the way to uh, to a big city in Genoa. And um, my uh, my first uh, I would say my first uh, year, mainly the first semester was. Uh, uh, the issues were like so uh, socially and actually uh, at university. Okay. Socially, I would say because uh, uh, maybe it was totally my uh, I was self conscious about uh, uh, my southern accent, mm. and then uh, I also tend to uh, stutter as well. Okay. So this combined, uh, it was making me feel insecure, and, and I was feeling a little bit of. Pre- prejudice um, yeah. uh, to the others, but uh, in the long run, uh, it was only in my head. They were all f- uh, friendly there. Sure. So, and uni- uh, for university there, I really had a, a hard time because uh, in, in high school, I was studying basically uh, one or two months a, a year towards the okay. end just to get my marks, and that's it. So, I failed miserably twice on exam and... <laughs> I got to the point where uh, that uh, the intersection where you where you say I'm not what people think, you know, okay, well, I'm gonna go home and uh, work with a family restaurant, or right. I can do more. So uh, I decided to not to say anything on the struggles and basically segregate myself in uh, in, uh, in my condo and uh, in the rental I was renting and. Uh, for 20 days, exactly, to do public law that was uh, 600 pages, I still remember. 20 days, okay. 600 pages, it was all oral exam. And um, in Italy, they love using uh, a lot of big words. So okay. the uh, exam had to be very proficient. It wasn't just about uh, answering the, the, the question. And uh, surprisingly, even to myself, I got almost 100%. Wow. So I was, uh, I left uh, the university uh, basically singing, uh, We Are the, the, the Champions. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, that was uh, a crucial moment for me because it made me realize that, uh, that uh, with, uh, uh, with uh, my planning and uh, with uh, uh, the education, you can accomplish almost uh, everything and all by myself. So that's, uh, I think it's a, uh, that moment could be in any scenario. It's something that everybody should experience, Mm -hmm. that they need to do it by themselves. So to figure out what they are made of. Sounds good. Sometimes the biggest hardships in one's life becomes the the best thing that ever happened to you because you you often learn and grow from those. Uh, I'd love if we kind of rewound a little bit and and talk a little bit more. So uh, young kid, 
12 years old, working family restaurant and stuff. Uh, can you describe a little bit about that experience? Because not everybody has that sort of uh, upbringing, right? So um, it sounds like you didn't really have much of a childhood, at least kind of the teenage years. You were on the weekends <laughs> helping out at the restaurant, things like that. Uh, can you describe a little bit about like your, your thinking in there and, and what were your prospects for the future at that point? Uh, that see at the moment uh, for uh, until I basically I, went, I I worked until I came to here. Even when I was going there on vacation, I was uh, working. And uh, to be honest, it was uh, never about money. And this is something that was uh, very uh, important uh, for me. Yes, initially when you were like twelve. Uh, 16 and you get paid you put the money you spend it for yourself sure but then i somehow was thanks to my dad the 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 mindset was i was helping the family i was mm. even getting the uh at one point i even stepped i stopped the, getting the tips and i was giving to the others mm-hmm. um but uh it I, all those years i hated it <laughs> but uh, what I learned there was uh, some sort of um, like uh, Mr. Miyagi in okay. the Crazy Kid. So yeah. whatever I learned with my dad was important for the uh, for for my future, and still things I've learned there I I, I apply them now. Yeah. So I, what I took. Sorry, go. Was no, I was going to say what I took from that is to make the most of what you're into, like, like uh, Mr. Miyagi Danielson. He wax on, wax off, had yeah. to paint the fence. Uh, for those that watch the Karate Kid re- reference, uh, it was grueling work, <laughs> day in and day out. Probably thankless, but uh, you were able to make the best out of it, and it probably t- taught you a lot of good work ethic and uh, a whole bunch of other things that help you along the way. I'll give you an example. The first thing my dad was always saying. If the customer has to ask you for something, it's already too late. You mm-hmm. have to predict what they want. So yeah. this was the main one. And recently, I learned something similar. I was uh, reading uh, um, Think and Grow Rich. Mm. And I, I think it was uh, Napoleon that said, you need, you, you need to uh, learn how to serve mm. people first, right? Yeah. So, and that's, uh, that was very important. Then, yes, uh, as you would say, uh, thankfully, uh, my dad taught me uh, by not showing um, preference. He always put me at the same level of the, of the staff, if not less. Yeah. So he showed me to uh, respect anybody, to always be humble. Yeah. And, uh, and to be honest, that was the, that was, uh, if it wasn't for um, working, with him, I would have spent uh, any time with uh, um, with my parents, basically, because they were sure. stuck in the restaurant. Yeah, that's awesome. So it seems like it was good family time together. And I love what you said about customer service, that if the customer had to say something, then it's already too late in terms of predicting and all that, because that's really what good customer service is. Right now, well, we live in kind of the Toronto area. People just expect like service. I don't think it's good, <laughs> but but if those that can actually predict and know, and you don't have to ask for anything, that really uh, amounts to good uh, yeah, customer it's, service. Uh, it's like a uh, it's like a, an intuitive uh, software, right? It always yeah. uh, it, 
it, it has what you don't even think that you need to have until the moment that you actually find it out. And For sure. to be honest, that this um, this strategy can be used. Uh, I I use it even uh, with my wife. I use yeah. it with my kids. Yeah. I try to uh, to predict what my wife needs. Yeah. Because if she asks, it's too late, right? <laughs> First of all, they 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 never ask to be honest. Yeah. But for my kids, I always constantly think, what tools do they need for for the future? And I start and I and I start planning what I can say that gets stuck in the brain for the future, even if they uh, find it useless at the moment. For sure. Yeah, and I find that uh, cultivating that skill of call it empathy prediction, intuitiveness, whatever you want to call it. And, and that uh, mindset of service can be so helpful for people to be successful in, in the future. Uh, and I love if we went into kind of high school, you mentioned that high school is specialized and you were put into the business one instead of kind of the artistic one that, that uh, you had wanted. So can you walk us through a little bit about like what was going on in your head or was there really just no choice? <laughs> Dad put you into the business one and you had to go through it or what was that process to kind of say, I want to go down this path and uh, dad is forcing me to go down this other path. It wasn't really forcing. Uh, okay. At the moment, uh, uh, remember, it was like a very depressed area. So you think small. And when you think small, you do what's useful there. And in my dad's plans, we uh, was uh, for him. He, he, I uh, I was going to take over the uh, the restaurant. Yeah. With uh, the rest of my uh, cousins, so it made sense to go there and not to waste uh, to waste my time. In uh, learning how to draw more, and in the future to do uh, to become an architect, because I, I I was inspired to do that into designing things. Mm. That's why sooner or later I end up uh, working the facilities at the school because in a small in a um, in a way I design things mm -hmm. as well here processes and. Uh, uh, spaces in a smaller scale than like that, yeah. of course. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but you know what? I think that um, business and finances is uh, uh, something that uh, should be uh, taught even more in, uh, in uh, high schools, if sure. you're not even uh, earlier stages. Yeah. Yeah, I know some schools are putting in like, financial literacy, which is basically business for yourself and things like that. But even how like businesses work in general should be probably core, even if you're going into STEM or humanities or something like that, uh, I think that would be super helpful as well. Yeah, um, the personal finances and domestic uh, finances are very important. For sure. I love that we kind of fast forward a little bit. So you mentioned a time in university where, uh, well, you almost failed. <laughs> you have now this yeah. exam looming, 600 page uh, of material that you have to get through for an oral exam. And you kind of uh, shutter yourself up in for like 20 days to learn it. Can you, can you walk us through that, that process? Like, like, how did you get that, I guess, determination or what was going through your mind as you were like saying, you know what, I got to do this. Like, what, what was that uh, experience like? Uh, I didn't want to fail. <laughs> of course. Thinking now, at the moment, yeah, uh, at the moment you can think that was, uh, uh, the mo now it's like, it's, it's okay, I didn't want to fail and I proved myself right. 
uh, time, uh, it was sh- uh, shameful to, uh, to mm. fail. So I had no other option to, uh, uh, to try harder. Right. Sometimes the best things, uh, they come when you have no options. The only option is to move forward. So what yeah. I did, uh, I did, I, I had no method of studying whatsoever. So I had to figure <laughs> out what, what was working. So I had 20 days to, to learn that. And I, divided, I divided that the full book, the 600 pages, into 15, uh, a, divided in 15 days to study. And then I left myself five days more to, to go over and over and over. And that was like a, 10 hours a day, breaks. Mm-hmm. I gained so much uh, weight <laughs> because I wasn't going anywhere. But it worked out. It was uh, it was worth it because after that uh, exam, everything everything else fell into place. It went very well. Yeah, especially confidence. Sounds good. It sounds like the, the typical student mentality where you wait and cram uh, like the, the night before. Obviously, you were kind of forced into the situation in a slightly different way. So maybe the lessons learned there is to like spread it out, take your time, take things seriously uh, earlier on. And the more that you can learn up front, the, the, the better. Um, yes, I will. I would never. I always in every exam, I was prepared at least uh, two days earlier. Yeah. Definitely some some words of wisdom for students. I don't know if they'll take that, but it's a, unfortunately uh, something that, that they have to deal with. And I'd love to share a little bit about the transition between uh, university and uh, the La Salle. So obviously it's a continent away. <laughs> what what was that process like to to land your role? Uh, actually, uh, there here? was a uh, another step. I went to do a okay. I, 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 I lived four years in Rome. I did a master's there, hmm. and I. Uh, I worked for three years there before okay. coming here. Yes. And the reason why I, I, I came here is because, uh, uh, first of all, I'm horrible at traditional interviews. Okay. I did, uh, in, in, uh, in two years, I did uh, 40 interviews with the major multinational companies, okay. bombed them all. The only two I did, uh, I succeeded were the ones that were non-traditional interviews okay. with the actually the manager. One was a mm. Fendi uh, for an internship and one was the one, uh, the consulting company I ended up working. Basically it was the manager itself doing scenarios okay. and see and uh, seeing how, what, uh, what your skills in problem solving and, and teamwork are aware. Okay. And I worked, but after I got the, um, the job, I found myself in uh, again in uh, in uh, no again actually for the first time, I found myself in a dead end. So hmm. I had a permanent job, which is the dream job for every Italian there. Permanent job, that's the expiration there. <laughs> and uh, I was in wrong in a, in a big beautiful city that I love uh, uh, so much, but I wasn't satisfied. Hmm. And uh, um, at the time, I, I didn't know what it was, but I think it was uh, uh, anxiety. I found myself every time I was ending my shift of twelve hours for work in my, I would enter my car and I was screaming. Okay. Yeah, screaming because uh, I was uh, unhappy. So I started planning, saving like crazy, um, learning English. My English uh, wasn't good at all. 
Right. I was renting uh, uh, movies and TV shows uh, doing English subtitles, getting ready for, for that. Okay. Then uh, I came here in 2008. And when I came here, I did uh, um, one or two months of ESL. Okay. And uh, I stayed away from my family just to speed up my process uh, in learning English because I knew if I was uh, staying with my family, uh, my learning would have been uh, much slower. And I was prepared to go back to school to work in restaurants, but then I got lucky there as well. Hmm. I, was, uh, I was going there initially uh, to, again, to learn English. I was attending classes. At one point, I was supplying as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in the right place at the right moment. I was right. temporary uh, thanks to the... Uh, Dominic, which uh, at the time he was the principal. Mm-hmm. I was uh, working uh, for the summer uh, caretaker, and then there was an opening in accounting, and I took it. Mm. I took it. He gave it to me. He yeah. gave me, <laughs> he gave me a, a chance to uh, 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 to prove myself, and uh, it, it, you need a lot of those people in your life that give you a right. chance that better you. So there's some things that you can do alone that you have to do alone. But something, some things that you need that help with. You need yeah. like the good people in your life. And uh, yes, and then I, again, I found myself in the same situation. I have a job, a good job, and a uh, uh, good salary. But at some point, I started realizing that I was in the same situation that uh, I was in, uh, in Rome. So... I started looking for opportunities to grow uh, within the, the, the organization. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that there were uh, buildings that they weren't, uh, they weren't uh, utilized 100% improperly by the uh, school body. So I proposed uh, uh, some tweak renovations in, in one building. They were all happy and ended up uh, being for a short time the uh, junior school. And then uh, uh, Bradark saw these uh, skills, so he decided to uh, uh, to uh, promote me as a director of facilities. And uh, then I boosted the uh, the rentals from almost zero to half a million a, a year. So it was uh, it was very good. I I, I was given this. Uh, uh, Trust and opportunity by uh, Dominic, and uh, until today, I every day I do, I see how I can uh, not betray the trust and uh, how I can improve the uh, school, the facilities that will benefit the uh, school and, and, and the kids. Yeah, I, I think that's an amazing story. So, someone coming in, you had that determination and dedication to, well. Uh, come all the way here. Obviously, there was some frustration involved screaming in your car <laughs> that kind of pushed you oh, there. Uh, yeah, and then it turned into with a, a bit of luck. And, and I was chatting with someone earlier about luck and it's really uh, kind of uh, preparation meeting an opportunity. So yeah. even as a caretaker, uh, yeah, as, as a caretaker, you were there, right? So you needed to have that opportunity, but you also took it where you could say, hey, you know what? There's a role in accounting. Let me take it. And then again, when there's, there's facilities that aren't being used. Hey, I can I can do that, and I can uh, show my value. And uh, if you 
do more than uh, you're expected to, then opportunities tend to present themselves uh, as well. So it seems like that there's been an amazing transition, amazing growth over, over the years. Uh, and then most recently, uh, I guess uh, you started uh, doing something a little bit different. So going back to maybe your hospitality roots, <laughs> wondering if you can share a little bit about how, how stuff at uh, Adventura started. So initially, actually, I uh, uh, saw the opportunity on Airbnb when uh, it was launched. Mm. And uh, in the property of the school, there, there was a big mansion that it, it okay. looks like a castle. So I started doing that to rent that or weekends plus events, okay. it, will work, it was working amazingly. Mm. So that was my in, first uh, introduction to uh, Airbnb. Then because the school needed a building more and more and more, we just uh, abandoned it. Um, how did I end up investing in, uh, in Tulum through Mexico was because um, I would say in 2016, I always wanted to look, I was a, a dreamer at the end, right? So <laughs> I always wanted to have a property that, uh, uh, where it was always summer and by the, by the ocean, because mm. I grew up by the, uh, my backyard was the uh, sea. Basically. Yeah. So I started looking to that, but then combined with it, I realized soon that uh, uh, we cannot count on uh, uh, the salary alone here in, in the city. Hmm. And I didn't want to find another job uh, because this meant uh, repeating uh, what, uh, uh, making the same choices that my parents did basically. They were always stuck at, uh, at work. And I wanted mm -hmm. to be home uh, to see my kids growing and to give them input and to help my, uh, my wife. So I stumbled into uh, Tulum that, uh, it uh, was booming. The return on investments were super high. It was uh, 20%. And, uh, but uh, it wasn't the right time mm. because uh, um, I was living in a townhouse. Uh, the, uh, the lender uh, I had wouldn't give, uh, didn't have the uh, HELOC, the home equity okay. line. Yeah. So the right opportunity came uh, in uh, during COVID, when everything mm. boomed and the interest went very low, right. And uh, it's funny because uh, two years before, I talk, I befriended uh, a, a now that now is my friend here, Adrian, uh, and talking, he was telling me that he bought a lot of uh, of land in uh, Tulum and he was going to build that uh, 12 villas and one condo and okay. you know at the, at the end it was uh, another luck it was luck again right <laughs> so but at that time i wasn't ready yet so we, we became friends but then when uh, these interest rates went low uh the real estate uh, uh went high i did the move and uh, mm. and to be honest if it wasn't for adrian uh because he was uh, from here it would have made it, it would have been much scarier to invest in, in another country that you don't know anybody basically right. so it's always about uh, uh people that you make it that that you meet in your life and uh and your own skills up, uh, as well so it has to be at the right uh ratio basically yeah 
And then, uh, yeah, then actually, uh, whatever I was uh, projecting in monthly revenue, it, it was dead, dead on. Mm. Obviously, it's not, it, it hasn't been roses and flowers because there's always yeah. issues uh, uh, re related. But then uh, we're so excited that we bought uh, a lot where we want to uh, build uh, the new uh, mega villa. And, uh, and last fall, we bought another villa uh, okay. as well. So everything is going amazingly. Uh, this was the, basically, this is the uh, passive income slash pension uh, <laughs> for me and, uh, and uh, my wife uh, and right. moving forward in the future for my kids. And uh, will allow us to be uh, more, more relaxed. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, interesting insights in there where really what I took from it is to surround yourself with good people and you tend to be more lucky <laughs> because there's all these opportunities that come in that had you surround yourself with just the normal average person, eh, most of them aren't investing in Tulum. But if you find interesting people doing interesting things, then uh, yeah, sometimes that, that luck manifests itself uh, more, more and more. Especially and, when uh, spend your free time searching and searching and searching <laughs> and then when you ask a lot of questions to people yeah and then uh the universe does its own trick and uh, it connects you with people for sure yeah some folks talk about the concept of the like the law of attraction yeah. where if you like dream it and envision it so thinking grow rich is, is very big on that i'm actually more of a fan of the law of action where by researching by connecting by talking to people then the universe provides the ability for you to have this kind of, kind of luck. But if you just sit there in your apartment condo and think and hope and pray, like as much visioning as you can do, it's probably not going to happen. But if you're out there and uh, getting yourself, immersing yourself in the areas that you want to be, then it's, it's far more likely to, to happen. Action is important. You, sure. you, you can have the, the best ideas. You can be the smartest person in the, in, in the world. But if you don't take action, all you have is just your your ideas. For sure. Yeah, I know in the entrepreneurship world, they, they say ideas are a dime a dozen, and it's the execution that really makes things. So uh, I, I appreciate you sharing your story. And obviously, there's a lot more uh, to, to uh, look forward to later on. And I love as we kind of close off the episode for you to share any swipe, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Obviously, you shared a whole bunch uh, based on your learnings in, in your journey. But is there any like one or two that you want to emphasize on or, or, or highlight or, or bring uh, new uh, on advice you'd want to give to the young Dominics out there <laughs> at different points in their life, uh, trying to make sense of their, their career journeys? Um, I would say, yes, uh, listen to your parents, first of all. Not blindly, though. Uh, they, they have a, a, they could be wise, but uh, ultimately it has to be your own uh, decision process. You're going to learn basically how to think by yourself because mm. your own, uh, what, what comes by, what comes from your mouth has to be your own thoughts, not what somebody else did. So that's yeah. why it's important to take action because when you take action, you leave experiences and you're, yeah, they are your own experiences. However, others' experiences are always good. And yeah. uh, like uh, um, 
if I have to say something to a younger self or myself is uh, uh, I would uh, I would have loved to be in- introduced to uh, motivational books and business books mm-hmm. like uh, yours earlier, right. earlier even when I was a teen because uh, like uh, uh, Jim Rohn says one book can save you five years right mm. and uh, I'm reading and listening to this book just now. Another thing is uh, it's important as I mentioned to have uh, influential people in your life. And I had several. The important ones was uh, uh, my father was brother Dominic. He was yeah. allowed me to risk it and then do mistakes. And is also was my biggest fan. And uh, my wife. It's important for for younger people to realize that uh, having a a partner, the the right partner, is very important. It doesn't have to be somebody that has a lot of common with you actually mm-hmm. the more the more different the person it is the better it is because uh, by having different mental mentality it makes you question yourself more and right and the other person can catch mistakes that you would do instead of when you think alike just go yeah. ahead with the same mistake it could be even in parenting and you still yeah. have the kids so I, uh, um, it's important to have uh, uh, the 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 right partner, yeah. and I've been uh, I've been very lucky because you know wives they t- they tend to improve you and it's and it's <laughs> very good actually. When I came here in Canada, I was like a diamond in rough. She uh, <laughs> uh, showed me the Canadian way, and she polished me basically, and uh, I'm very grateful. For, for for doing this, besides giving me uh, three beautiful children. Yeah. But like I said before, uh, besides the partner, influencing people, uh, house financing, uh, personal uh, finances, booking, uh, mm-hmm. books are very important. Yeah. And uh, we need to learn, uh, the last one I would say is we need to learn faster the uh, the concept of the fearing um, self gratification, mm. because uh, I find that nowadays is the uh, biggest issue. Right. Uh, it it could be a big wall that stops you, stops all your potential. Having yeah. de- deciding to have something now that basically it will close a lot of doors for your for your potential in your future. Yeah, for sure. A lot of great words of wisdom in there. If if I go go back to what you said, uh, like this deferring self gratification. There's a lot of the YOLO, uh, you live only once type type of thing out there. Well, let's just do it uh, because like why not? But yeah, that might help you in the moment, but but longer term it can be uh, challenging. And I had an interesting discussion with someone where humans are one of the few uh, creatures in the world that can actually do that, the self-gratification, because mm-hmm. animals really just do go for the now, right? 
yeah, you have the squirrels that, that save for the winter <laughs> later on. But we, we sometimes need to do that. And, and that'll help us in the long term, especially with things like personal finance, where if you start saving early, then compound interest. So picking up those good finance books, uh, um, the motivational ones like with, with Jim Rohn, uh, Think and Grow Rich, that sort of thing, then you'll get in, exposed to concepts like uh, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, that sort of thing. And then you learn to surround yourself by with amazing people so that luck comes to you. So a lot of those things are amazing. And really making sure you listen to mom and dad <laughs> because they are yeah. uh, important. They're, they're um ideas and 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 their their experiences are important but as you said not blindly right because at the end of the day it still needs to be you that that owns your own life and your career and the aspect of uh, having a great partner yeah i think that's that's super important and i think you said something important where a lot of folks look for partners where they have common interests where instead you should have common values. And actually it's better if the interests are a little bit different because then you get to do new things. Yeah. <laughs> but the values, they, they have to be aligned for sure. And then maybe you'll find someone that can polish you <laughs> into a diamond as yes. well. Uh, so, so thanks for, for sharing those, those words of wisdom. And uh, I, I guess if folks want to learn more uh, about you, uh, some of the adventures, or maybe uh, rent uh, one of the villas <laughs> in, in Tulum, where could they find out more about you? And uh, where could they connect if they want to learn more? Yes, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Dominic Salerno. Uh, and the name of the company on uh, Instagram, it's uh, Aventuras Villas, two S's. Yes. Sounds good. And we'll definitely link all of that in the show notes. And uh, thanks, Dominic, for sharing your journey. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Take care. Okay. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.